Welcome to In The Money, the premier hockey betting podcast. This is JD, and I'm going to run you through our NHL picks for the day. I did, who knew I was kind of the guy to get three on the text if you're trying to get high. Cop chase ain't once, but some on the side. Roll up like one, three blunts for the ride. Never dolo, kid, no stress, always got one. Pre-team married now, I see the shot. Looking for the kid, block out, so I'm not one. Fresh out of class with a dash from the cop. Front with a smile on the lumbar, all achy. Yes, she knew I was a legend in the making. Stuck around cause the boy lit and he cake. Small town, big head, Ricky gon' make it. They say I'm gonna get caught. This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The information and opinions are derived from individuals and are not to be taken as a guarantee. We here at In The Money provide you with content, not a guarantee of performance. We are not liable for any bets or action you take as a result of this podcast. All right. Well, welcome back. Wow. What a night. Night two lived up to the billing from night one. Let's do a little recap. The Habs went into Carolina and played an absolute barn burner. So that's why I only liked the under. I didn't love it. That game got out of hand quickly in a scoring perspective. Carolina looks great on defense. One through six can play again. Add in a matured, a one-year matured Svechnikov and a one-more-year matured Aho up front. And they're both looking like the real deal for this team. This team looks da- just as dangerous as they did last year. So I think this team is really going to compete for a playoff spot. Probably push for one of those three spots in the Metro. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I like the way they looked last night. For the Habs, little Habs corner here for you. Kakaniemi scores a goal and looks tremendous in game one, and that's all you could hope for if you're a Habs fan. I mean, this team is going to be built around him in the future, and he looked great. Uh, you also had you know, great game from Drouin. You had a great game from Domi. You had a great game from Gallagher. Tatar was good again. Deneau, he needs to step it up a little bit. He was only okay last night. All in all, you know, Montreal is definitely headed in the right direction. They look like a team that's going to be definitely pushing for the playoffs. Um, their one issue still is uh, Mete looked in over his head as a first-line defenseman. Um, they're still missing that top left-side D-man next to Shea Weber, which I don't know if they're going to be able to resolve this year. I don't know if they're going to be able to resolve it next year, but that's where I look at this team and I say they need an immediate upgrade before they're ready for the playoffs. Otherwise than that, this team is going to be pushing. They're going to be right there with Florida at four or five in their division, possibly Buffalo. Speaking of Buffalo, shooters shoot. What's up, Buffalo? Ralph Kruger had the boys playing hard. Darlene looks as good as ever. He had a beautiful goal. An out-of-character, quiet, but solid game from Eichel. I think he had, like, four shots on goal and a couple hits. Connor Sheary coming back to bite the pens in the ass with a couple of goals in this one. This could be a sneaky pickup for Buffalo, but when it comes down to it for them, it's all about their tender. Carter Hutton was great in this game, and he's going to need to continue to be good for this team because... They don't have the depth on the blue line. You know, they have Darlene and they have Ristolainen who, you know, will they or won't they trade him. But I've said this before, I'll say it again, trading Ristolainen would not be a great move for this team because they just don't have a lot of depth already on the blue line. They can't go ahead and sacrifice one of the only pieces of depth they have. 
I really, really like the way Malkin looked in this game. He's coming back from a, you know, just an awful, awful year. And um, I read an article in The Athletic where the guy went in and overviewed him in Russia, interviewed him in Russia. And from everything that article said, Malkin just seemed like he was absolutely raring to go this year, ready to go, ready to put last year behind him and just, you know, take on the world. Um, I think he can be maybe a dark horse for a heart trophy. So something to keep an eye on. Currently, Malkin sits at uh, plus 3,500 odds to win the heart trophy. So for me, that's definitely something I would look into uh, as a little long shot dark horse bet because I think he's going to have an absolutely great year. I think he's going to be mad as hell about last year. And he's going to be looking to show, you know, he's been riding shotgun of Crosby this whole time. But if it wasn't for Crosby, maybe the best player of his generation, he could have been the guy in the driver's seat with the guy next to him riding shotgun. And that's something I do believe um, Malkin has really sacrificed to be a part of a winner. Um, not that he's sacrificed that much because he's still one of the greatest players in the game. But uh, he definitely... This could be a year where he takes a little bit more on his shoulders and he says, you know, look at me, kind of like he did when he won his Hart Trophy. Crosby and Co. look just fine overall. Um, I imagine it's going to take them a few games to get going here, but I'm not worried about them. Wake me up midseason with this team if they're still struggling and, and we can talk about it. Now let's move to the All-Florida matchup. Um... It was in Tampa, so I think there were some fans, some being the key word there. Um, <laughs> the Lightning were absolutely dominant, but it was super weird to watch Bob in a Florida uniform. He looked really good, and if it wasn't for him, this game would have been even more out of hand. Um, besides that, not, nothing new. Kucherov looked great. Stamkos looked great. You know, Palat looked good. Just they looked they looked like a great team. Uh, Sergachev had a few assists, which uh, is really good for them. He's somebody that I think could take the next step and really internal development could help him or could help this team. His internal development could help the Lightning big time. Speaking of Sergachev, he played a lot of his minutes with Shattenkirk. With Shattenkirk, and boy, Shattenkirk looked all right out there. Kind of still can't believe the Rangers bought him out, but uh, he he could end up being a piece for this Lightning team. So the Lightning, first half of the parlay, big win for me. Nashville completed the parlay. Uh, in the nationally televised game on NSNBC, they looked pretty dominant against what's, albeit a poor Minnesota team. I like some of the young pieces they have in mini, specifically Greenway and Dumba. But for this team, I think it's another born season ahead. Nashville looks absolutely dangerous to me, but not as dangerous as Vegas looked on opening night. And that's who they're competing against. Let's not forget that this isn't about making the playoffs for Nashville. This is about winning the Cup. Uh, so we'll see if those guys can step it up another gear as the season goes along because right now where they are, how they played, they're one of the top teams, but I think... I still would put, you know, Vegas well ahead of them at this point. And it's early, obviously. 
one game in. So what the fuck? Next, <laughs> Winnipeg versus New York. That was a wild game, and just as I expected, I had no idea what would happen. Um, and I'm still not even quite sure what happened because that was a nuts game. The Rangers looked really good, but Henrik looked rough. And the Jets actually made a little bit more sense. They could score, but their defense, considering it was pretty much completely replaced, was very shaky. Now, Zabinijad for the Rangers had four points, and he played a really, really good game. He's continually gotten better in New York, but if they want to make the playoffs, they're going to need this kind of play from him all year. And obviously not the four points, but just the way he played. You know, they don't really have a one-line center right now, and they have a lot of talent with Panarin and Kako. So it's going to be, you know, up to him to kind of step up and fill that void. And if he keeps playing like this, you know, maybe we have to relabel our expectations for him and the Rangers because, you know... They beat Winnipeg last night, albeit, you know, Winnipeg is a team kind of in transition here, but still a good win for the Rangers to open the season. And if they can get into the playoff race, it could really muddy the waters for some teams. And the the Bruins versus the Stars. This was a good game between two really tough teams. Um, a fun one to watch. Dallas still needs another forward in their top nine for me. Uh, to be cup contenders, but they have a lot of really, really young talent, and they really made the Bruins earn this one. Rask was really great for the Bruins. Uh, He was kind of what earned them the game, honestly, and I really like Dalton Heinen for them. He's a player that I think could develop and produce a little bit more, and fuck Ben Bishop was good but not good enough kind of the story of this guy's career last year nominated for Norris despite splitting the net basically being a backup bum Uh, plus he's always diving the NHL was really trying to help me out here in in the nightcap well my nightcap because I didn't watch uh, Anaheim and uh, Arizona which you know whatever um Anyway, so the NHL was really trying to help me out here in the nightcap to get this flame abs over. They gave away 10 power plays in the first 40 minutes, and this was an absolute barn burner. There were tons of goals, tons of chances, minimal goaltending, and the abs looked like the better team just like they did in the playoffs last year. So, yikes. I don't know what happens to the Flames, I guess, when they play the avalanche, but they just don't look as good as they do against other teams. Uh, um the Avs do focus on stopping the Flames' breakout, and the Flames are all about speed. So if you could stop their breakout, you can kind of slow this team down and you can get them into trouble. But to be honest, they didn't even really slow the Flames down that much last night because the Flames had three goals. They just went in and buried five. You know, I don't – I really I – don't, I don't know what the Flames can do to maybe counteract this. Uh, get better goaltending could be one but uh, I think they better hope they don't develop into a Leafs Bruins situation where they're just running into the same team and can't get over the hump anyway I, I like what I saw from the Flames at moments the Avs looked really good Rantanen scored already so you know he's not really feeling any effects from holding out to get his contract 
and the warhorse Nate McKinnon. I mean, what else is there to say about the guy? He just like easy could walk walk down the ice and just go around your team and go through the middle of your team. Guy's a freaking warhorse. He could skate. He could be physical. He, he could do it all. He could do it all. I think it's kind of disrespectful not putting him third right now as the third best player in the NHL. I understand if you want to have Ovi there for his offensive impact, but McKinnon's total impact in terms of driving play, uh, being physical, just all the things he can do. For me, uh, he's my third best player in the NHL after McDavid and Crosby, uh, right there with Ovechkin. All right, so let's move on to the slate for today, Friday. I have to be honest with you. Looking at the slate, I don't love it. Um, I saw the board pretty clearly the first two days where I would like to go, where I didn't like to go. And then today, I just I, I can't quite see it. So we start off with the Global Series with uh, Chicago playing Philadelphia at 2 p.m. today. And they're going to be playing in Prague. So that's going to be a pretty exciting game for everybody involved. Uh, I really like what the NHL is doing with this global series. So for me, I think this is going to be an interesting game to watch. However, because they're going all the way across to Prague, to Europe, it's, I always find these games tough to bet on. I like the Blackhawks at minus 105 because I think they're going to be a better team than the Flyers, but I just don't know how the travel affects either of these teams. Um, and, and that's tough for me to really get a hang on what I want to bet here. Um, you know, they could come out looking sluggish and because of the travel, and it could start off as like a slow game that intensifies, and they could not hit the over. They could like finish at 3-2 or you know 2-1, something like that. Or they could just be hot from the beginning because they're in Prague and they're ready to go. So for me, I just there there isn't enough history with these global series games to really bet a trend or anything. Um, so if if I had to take the global series game, I'd probably take Chicago minus one hundred five. It seems like good value, but again, I just don't know how these teams are going to work on travel. So I might stay away from this game completely. Um, for the rest of the schedule, we have Winnipeg in a back-to-back situation playing against the Devils. So they're not really traveling, but they are playing two nights in a row. Washington playing on Long Island. Toronto playing at Columbus. And Vegas playing at San Jose. So Winnipeg back-to-back in New Jersey. We didn't really know what to expect saw last night that they're an offensive team now their defense is going to be shaky the devils i think are going to be hyped coming off this what was a tremendous offseason for this team really it just was um i i have to say i really like the over of six and a half um there's a lot of public money on right now i'm seeing 67 percent of the money is actually geared toward the over at six and a half um, I 
I like that. And so for me, if I'm going to bet on this one, which I think I am, I'm going to go with the over here in this game. Um, I like New Jersey to come out fired up, score some goals. Uh, their goaltender, Schneider, is still a question mark, so hopefully he continues to be a question mark tonight and we can rip the over. All right, Toronto going at Columbus. Uh, Toronto minus a half is actually plus 100. So basically even odds for them to win in regulation. Um, I really like that. I think that's what I'm going to take here. They're minus 155 on the money line, which is kind of just taking protection in case it goes to overtime. But for me, if it goes to overtime, that three-on-three, I watched it last night in the Carolina-Montreal game. That shit is so exciting, but anything could happen. One team gets a chance at one end, and if they don't bury it, it's coming right back down and getting a chance at your end. If you don't bury it, it's coming right back down. And so it can just go back and forth. Chances galore. So, uh, you know, you don't get much protection, I don't think, adding that 55 points. Um, For me, I like Toronto minus a half. This is maybe the one I'm most confident in today. And again, I'm not seeing the board that clearly today. The next game we have on tap is Washington coming on Long Island. And this is an interesting game for me because, you know, the Capitals played an emotional game, a heavy game against the Blues. But they watched the Blues raise, you know, the banner. And so they definitely looked like they expended a lot of energy here. Um, Then they're going to come and play a really tough team to play on Long Island, a team who hasn't played yet this season and who is coached by one of the best coaches in the game, Barry Trotz. This, to me, has the makings of an absolute tough game for the Washington Capitals. Uh, they're they're the ones with the juice though in the money line. They're at plus uh, one one hundred five, one ten, depending where you look at it. And New York's kind of like minus one fifteen, minus one twenty, depending on where you're getting it. With the over under at five and a half, um, I like the under here, but I don't think I'm going to bet on it. And I like the Islanders here to win this game purely because I think Trotz is going to have a game plan where he's going to make it very hard for Washington. Um, Washington is not going to have the same juice they did on opening night. And it's just not going to be, I just don't think it's going to be as easy for them tonight. So I I would go with uh, New York and I'm tempted to take the under in that game because I think Trotz is just going to make it a, a shit fest. All right. Let's move on to Vegas going in to San Jose. little home-and-home for these two teams. Uh, What I'm looking at right now is Vegas minus 130 and San Jose plus 110. Vegas minus 1.5 is plus 220, and San Jose plus 1.5 is minus 260, and and that's where I'm going to take it. So JD's long shot of the day here would be at this minus one and a half for Vegas at plus 220 odds. Uh, I think if Vegas wins, it's because San Jose just didn't come to play again, which is very possible because we're not sure if Carlson's going to play. We know Evander Kane's not going to play. You know, what does this team, you know, they don't have Pavelski. Does this team have the fight in them still? 
right now, or is it going to take them a, a few games to get it going here? I don't know. I I would I would take a long shot hope at that plus two twenty odds. Not too much money on it. Just you know a little taste. Uh, and then I kind of like the over here at six. Um, these two played a high scoring game just two nights ago, and I have to imagine. Vegas is going to try to make it high scoring again. Um, I, so that's where I would go. I, w- I would like a taste of that minus one and a half plus 220 and the over six. All in all, it's looking like a tough slate today. Uh, not a lot of opportunities, but we'll be back on Saturday for what promises to be amazing. It's the first Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. We're going to be betting. We're going to be betting everything. We're going to be on every game. We're going to have every game, unless there's a JD that he doesn't want to touch that game. But we're going to have every game. 